this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Where do you the overarching theme of men have to be over women in leadership and women are confined to these certain support roles? Where do you think that stems from? And what do you think are the consequences of that mindset? So, I mean, there's a very specific way of viewing all those verses that when you see the Bible through an authoritarian hierarchical view and lens that Mm -hmm. the way you view those verses and kind of the overall themes of how men and women are portrayed in the Bible, you're going to see it through one lens. But when you see the Bible through that lens, it starts to change the way you see and and view kind of like we do with parenting. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. when I first started parenting, it was very much like a me against my kids and I was the winner and they were the ones that obeyed. And there was that, you know, power struggle. But when I started to view them as like, these are the kids that I'm going to give authority and control to so that I can make them into leaders, that authoritarian view of parenting that had been passed down to me from the church started to go away. And Mm -hmm. I started to live a higher way and a better way. We see our parenting being healthier when we view it's not a power struggle. We -hmm. see marriage being healthier when we don't view it as like, you know, the, the umbrella, the famous umbrella, where like the man, then the woman, then the kids. When we start to view it as like two equals coming together and co-leading, just like we are co-heirs with Christ. Mm-hmm. It's a better, it's a higher way. And we get to, as women, like fully express who we are to the world to expand the kingdom without having the rules and roles placed on us that were of tradition. How much do you think tradition plays a role in women being silenced or women being, you know, put just in the nursery or in the women's ministry or, you know, maybe Sunday school. Do you think a lot of that stems just merely from tradition? I think sometimes it's tradition. I think sometimes it's men that have a lot of power that don't want to lose it. And then I think sometimes it's somewhere in the middle of like men and women really trying to follow what they think the Bible says and trying to be faithful to scripture. But Mm -hmm. in that desire to be faithful, women get relegated to the background and we become the people making the sandwiches so the men can go out and do the thing. Not okay with that. I don't even like making sandwiches. (laughs) I like cooking some things, but I'm not called to be a sandwich maker. Mm-hmm. And my you know husband that, is making his own sandwiches. <laughs> I know. You know that I remember my husband telling me when we got married that when 
he was in college, one of his professors was talking about um, the description of Adam and Eve. And when he, when, when God calls uh, Eve, his helper, his easer, the description he's giving is a description that's given to the Holy spirit. So what he's yes. giving Eve is a description that's given to the Holy spirit and to God himself all throughout scripture. And mm-hmm. so the picture that the professor gave my husband was instead of Adam on, you know, with the authority on top and Eve underneath submitting, the view is more like back to back. So Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve back to back, like with their swords, defending each other against the enemy and, you know, expanding and doing what God had called them to do, taking dominion and multiplying. And so when you view it kind of like, this is what it can be, this is what marriage can be. It's so exciting. (laughs) I love that visual of the back to, I remember studying how that word means lifesaver. And the only other time it is used in scripture is to describe God himself. And it was in a time of battle, like intense Mm -hmm. battle. It's just funny because that totally, obviously it's the same word. So it's going to mean the same thing, whether it's your professor or the book I read. I remember reading that and thinking, oh, wow, lifesaver. Like I'm called to come alongside and not be like a help meet, like, let me help make your sandwiches and tie your shoes and make the bed every day, which I do try to make the bed every day, but I didn't make the bed today. And my husband probably won't be mad when he comes home that the bed's not made. Anyway, I'm glad you brought up parenting too, because the whole thing of like shared authority, teaching our kids to be leaders, giving them a voice, even sharing authority on their way to learning what that even is. So we're modeling for our kids by sharing our authority with them, how to step into leadership, even before you're really ready, starting to build those muscles and what it looks like to, to become a leader and the process. And I think about our kids are watching us in our marriages. They're watching us work through decisions they're watching us navigate life together as husband and wife. And what would it look like to them if every disagreement, if every decision was always dad wins, always, you know, mom shuts up. If we were voiceless Mm -hmm. in our homes and it was, and it truly was submission, like, oh, my husband said, we're doing this, then I better not speak against it. Even if I disagree, because that's not being submissive. Mm -hmm. What does it look like for, you know, and even talking about Ephesians five, it says wives submit to your husbands. It does say that in the Bible. How do we live that out in a way that we're obeying scripture we're honoring our husbands, but we're not doormats and we're not going to just agree with every single thing because he's the man and I'm the woman and I have to agree. What do, mm-hmm. what do you think that looks like? Yeah. I mean, the verse right after that talks about mutual submission and how we should all submit to each other. So a lot of Bibles take that verse that says mutually submit and they move it to the next section. So you don't read it with the rest of the context because these people believe <laughs> that women, you know, you can tell that the people who wrote the certain Bibles, how they break it up. So just be aware of that. Hmm. Yeah. I think mutual submission is what we're all called to. Like when we really value and see what is in another person and what they carry and believe that they hear the Holy spirit, then we truly value that they have something to give me and they have Hmm. something to say and they have some worth me listening and, and valuing, which is what we believe with our kids. Like we want to show them, like you do hear the Holy spirit. We do want to hear what you have to say. Like, it's okay to push back at me. You know, there's, lines and stuff, but same with marriage. There's, you know, if you're shouting at someone, you've crossed the line, 
you know, you're not valuing them in that moment. You know, when we mutually submit, just like you and I do, Liz, with our business, like when we, if we had a disagreement or we saw things differently, we would just keep talking until we figured it out. You wouldn't pull your, well, I'm the founder of this organization, so I'm calling the shot here. Like you wouldn't pull that card. And so we don't have that card even available to us in my marriage. He doesn't have a card, man card that he gets to pull. Mm-hmm. We strive for unity. And so um, like, even if you think about many churches are elder led and they all have um, the same amount of authority. So they don't come to an agreement unless there's a consensus. Like if these men can do it in the churches that don't believe that women can lead, how could we not do that in marriage of like, sure, we can, we fully believe we can come to a consensus. And mm-hmm. so when you view each other in that high level and honor each other, it's this beautiful, beautiful thing where, you know what, like you both hear from God and you, if you don't, you wait until you have peace. I love that. And, you know, Dave and I have often in those times where we're like, we're not really coming to the agreement as quickly as we'd hoped. And I'm still pretty strong on my side and you're pretty strong on yours. Sometimes we'll start to talk about the passion level, the gift level. If we're talking about, let's say a project on the house, and I think it should go this way and he thinks it should go that way. And I've got this like marginal view and understanding of how things actually work when you're like building or remodeling, but I want it a certain way. I sometimes will have to default to like, oh, he understands that there's like pipes in that wall, or there's like something with the electricity that I don't get. And you can't just move walls or tear down whatever without thinking through like, like Mm -hmm. higher level things. But if we're talking about hosting an event or a gathering and we're talking about how many people can we invite and how many people can comfortably fit in our home and how many he might say, I think we can have this many people. And I say, I think like I've hosted more things. That's more my gifting. And therefore Mm -hmm. he might default to me, even if he's like, I really don't think you're right. Mm -hmm. And I could, I really don't think you're right. There's times where it's like, okay, we're not totally seeing eye to eye, but I, I know in my knower that you probably actually do know more about this one thing than I do. So I'm going to trust that my, you know, like you said, there's always something to learn. There's always something that we can, if we lean in and it's like, I want to hear you and I want to understand. And there's a good chance that you actually could be right. And I could be wrong. There's a good chance that there's something I'm not seeing, or I'm not understanding clearly. If we can all come to that place with that heart posture, Mm -hmm. it makes for a much happier home. I know when We talk about women and finding your voice and particularly with entrepreneurship and kind of what we're doing here to the mom or the woman who's kind of felt like, yeah, I feel like there's leadership in me. There's something I'm called to speak up about or speak out about or impact people with, but I don't really know what I can do beyond, you know, Sunday school or childcare. Mm -hmm. What would you say to those women? And I've, I've heard this said recently, a lot of women are leaving. Um, like you were saying, talk about the Danny Silk book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a great Danny Silk book called powerful and free, um, where he talks about the glass ceiling put on women, especially in the church and by Mm -hmm. men. And he even, you know, talks about how churches that say they're, um, they believe in equality still, you look at their website, it's all men leaders. You know, he's just saying there's a long way to go. He talks about, he interviews several women who talk about how they have gone to the marketplace to use their voice because they were not allowed to use it in the church. Mm -hmm. And essentially that's what I have done too. And so now I feel like, you know, it made me angry for a long time. In some ways it still does because I truly felt called to the church on the church mountain. And I had to let that go and come over to the marketplace, to the business world. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be that way, right? It Mm -hmm. shouldn't be that way, but it is. 
And so using our voice in this wide open space of entrepreneurship, the possibilities Mm -hmm. are literally endless. And when you think about it logically, I'm like, I could use my voice in this tiny little church, no, you know, Mm -hmm. in a place, no, in a city, no one knows about, or I could use my church on the world wide web (laughs) and reach nations and people all over the U S like it's pretty sounds dumb when the possibilities are endless of what you can do and how you can make impact and find meaning for your mm-hmm. soul as a person who has giftings and skills and dreams and desires and wants to see other people know Jesus like you know him or you know differently than they know him now and you want to expand the kingdom and see souls saved and people rescued from poverty or whatever the thing is that's on your heart, there's a way to do it in business. And that is the outlet that I have found. If you are a woman listening to this and you feel at all, like I have felt like you are relegated to the back corner (laughs) and you get this little piece of property (laughs) to, to do a little bit of leadership that's acceptable, but you want to do more. You want to have more impact. You want to see more people's lives change with what you have to say and the message you've been given and the thing that you've been entrusted with to steward here on the earth, whatever that is, there is a place for you at the table of entrepreneurship and the possibilities are truly endless. And whatever is in your hand, whatever is sitting there that you are passionate about, that you feel fire about, or maybe even anger (laughs) Like I do. Honestly, I started my parenting course out of anger. (laughs) I was angry at the way the church was teaching women, how they were condemning them and teaching them on parenting. And I was like, I have a voice and I have a, I know a better way. And that's what got me into the truly into like the kingdom entrepreneur mindset. Ever since then, it's been my, my outlet and my space. I'm so grateful that you found this as the outlet and you're not there at your house just doing with all of this greatness inside of you with nowhere to share it. I agree. Entrepreneurship is, I remember when I first joined, you know, the community that in which we met and I had such a heart for single moms and was like starting a single mom ministry and doing all these things. And I, my five or 10 single moms show up at, you know, this church thing. And it was, you know, great. They came and we talked and all of that. I remember um, when this mentor taught me about doing something online with an online course and how to use Facebook ads and targeting to gather single moms and how you could get a hundred or a thousand or even 10,000 in a room and share the same message, but your mm-hmm. impact and your reach goes so much farther. And you're not confined to like this little side on the church that no one's using. So we can have our little Bible study in there. And it just opened my mind so much to like the possibilities of what, of releasing what's inside of us, the passions, the callings, the, the desires, and how we're called to unlock that in each other. And I think that, you know, the sisterhood that we're really wanting to create in this community is all about that. We want to cheer you on in your calling. We want to empower you to take action towards whatever that mandate is on your life. And motherhood is obviously a part of it. If you're in this group, you're a mom. You are called to be a really good mom. You're called to equip yourself as a mother so you can raise and disciple your children to be effective for the kingdom. But that does not mean that's the only thing you're called to do. In fact, your kids probably need to see you doing other things in order to even prepare them for whatever it is God has for them. 
And so whatever your assignment is, God figured that in when he was giving you as the mom to your kids and was thinking of their assignment. And so it's imperative that you lean into whatever he's put inside of you. It's it's imperative that you don't squash those things that stir you up. What makes you mad? What makes you passionate? What makes you, you know, come alive, pay attention to those things and think, God, what am I supposed to do about this? If this makes me angry, how do I use my voice? If I feel intense compassion towards this group of people and I want to solve the problems they face and I want to give to them and I want to, I want to have an overflow of abundance so that I can actually give to this group of people. There's a way and there's a reason why your heart, you know, we don't all have the same passions and the same things. So whatever yours are, they're intentional and you being activated into those things matters in your motherhood. It matters in your marriage. You saying yes to whatever God has for you impacts your whole family and not just your whole family, everyone else who's on the other side of your full yes, everyone else who needs to hear your voice and your story so that they can come alive and be activated. So you matter so much in your home and beyond your home. You matter so much to the greater work of what the Lord is doing in the earth, in the earth, the planet. So don't ever diminish yourself to thinking I'm just a mom. Being a mom may be one of the if not the highest callings on your life, but it is not the only. Mm -hmm. So we just commission you to lean into whatever's in your heart and know that God put it there for a reason and don't ignore it. Now you got me ranting. Okay. (laughs) Do you have anything else before we end? (laughs) No, that was amazing. Okay. Yeah. This has been fun. Let us know in the comments if there's any other pot stirring things you want us to talk about because we don't mind. It's kind of fun. All right. Thanks for tuning in with us. We love you and we'll see you next week. We're so glad you're here. We want to help you grow and connect with other moms just like you. Moms who are homeschooling entrepreneurs and figuring out every day how to walk out both of those assignments without sacrificing one for the other. So join our Facebook community at our website. And if you want to get a glimpse into what heart-centered homeschooling can look like, go right now to thejoyfulmama.com and download our free homeschooling ebook. Seriously though, go right now before a kid wants a snack. That's thejoyfulmama.com.